The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hello, and welcome to the new season of Autism One, a conversation of hope. Today is June 10th. I'm your host, Terry Aranga, here live with my guest. Dr. John Hicks and Robert Scott Bell. Dr. John Hicks has dedicated himself for over 35 years to the art and science of integrated holistic medicine using a cooperative medical, nutritional, emotional, and energetic approach. His written work appears in Cutting Edge Therapies for Autism, Bugs, Bowels, and Behavior, and more. Listeners can find him at www.johnhicksmd.com. Homeopath Robert Scott Bell has been in broadcast media since 1999. He has served on the board of the American Association of Homeopathic Pharmacists and provided direct support to those in need, working with physicians on their toughest cases. Robert personally overcame numerous chronic diseases over 24 years ago via natural medicine. He is the author of Unlock the Power to Heal, and you can find him many times a week on the very popular Robert Scott Bell Show at Natural News Radio. Today we are recapping the Chicago Cannabis Conference, which was held June 7th and 8th on the Navy Pier in Chicago and presented by the nonprofit organization My Compassion. This is the first show of the new season here at Autism One, a Conversation of Hope, and I'd like to thank this program's kind sponsor, Hemp Meds PX. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you to be with you, Terry. I'm going to start off with an obvious question addressed to Dr. Hicks. Dr. Hicks was on the medical panel at the Chicago Cannabis Conference addressing CBD and the human body. Dr. Hicks, what is autism and what does the diagnostic label of autism have to do with the arena of cannabis? Well, I I think when you start looking at what's going on in autism and it's inflammation, it's gut dysbiosis, it's gut inflammation, it's inflammation in the brain, it's sort of inflammation everywhere. And they're really starting to show links between what's going on in the gut and leaky gut and uh, lipoproteins and leaking those in and that sort of overcharging your endocannabinoid system, which then starts to affect every system. When we when we think about this whole system that we're really just starting to learn about, is its role is to help with homeostasis. In other words, to keep your body in balance and respond to changes in the internal and external environment. So this system, if things start to go awry, is trying to make changes to compensate to bring you back to the normal, healthy place you should be. But if you don't take the steps that you need to take, then it, it just 
actually exacerbates what's going on and makes it worse and worse. So you mentioned the endocannabinoid system and that it's responsible for homeostasis, but what does this have to do with the other pathological conditions you spoke of, such as an inflamed gut or gut dysbiosis, um, leaky gut, uh, you mentioned lipoproteins, and more importantly, what does that have to do with autism and how does cannabis fit into the endocannabinoid system? Well, the whole endocannabinoid system was discovered because of cannabis. So when you look at the first research in the 60s that started to look at this, because of THC, delta-9 tetrahydrocannabidiol, is sort of what triggered this whole search into this. They were trying to figure out what that molecule was and how did it have psychotropic effects. So as they start doing that research, they find out there's two types of endocannabinoid receptors. We have natural endocannabinoids in our body, and these are phyto from plants. So this whole system has been sort of shown and figured out. And what we're sort of seeing in autism is that this system is in overdrive. In other words, instead of being in balance, it skews itself to where now there's, it's creating more and more inflammation. And with some of the work that's been done in Belgium by PD Canai, it really shows that the imbalance, this dysbiosis in the gut and gram-negative bacteria in particular, that some of the lipoproteins that are in that, the membrane of that bacteria start to elevate and escalate the endocannabinoid system, and so they are triggers for inflammation, leaky gut. And as you start looking at this, this dysbiosis, then you've got leaky gut, you now have proteins leaking in, you start making food intolerances, you start getting inflammation in the brain, the brain starts getting inflamed and then creating more CB2 receptors and then depending on what's going on, it can just keep escalating and escalating. And we're sort of finding now that you look at with anxiety, that's a big piece, social interactions, and we're seeing that this whole endocannabinoid system has a lot to do with what's going on in our limbic system, which helps to direct emotion, learning, memory, uh, interaction, appropriate behavior and situations. So as you start to look at this, you can see, gee, the system, when it's really out of whack, you really see, start to see the effects of what it can and can't do. Now, you mentioned THC, Dr. Hicks, and we've been talking about CBD or cannabidiol, and we know that CBD uh, that we've been talking about is non-psychotropic, such as the CBD in industrial-grade CBD-rich hemp oil, non-psychotropic, no stigma there. Um, you can right. talk about it to grandma, et cetera. Is this helpful to inflammation in the gut and the brain? Well, yeah, because what's CBD, if you start to look at the research that's been done, it decreases gut inflammation. It helps to rebalance the flora in the gut because it will actually is antibacterial, so it will work to kill some of the bad strains of bacteria in the gut. So not only does it start to decrease that inflammation, 
but it works to help decrease inflammation in the brain. It helps to remodulate the whole immune system to get it more into balance and decrease the the inflammatory cytokines that are being produced by the cells that get activated. All right, and two more questions for you, Dr. Hicks, um, and then we are uh, going to segue on over to Robert Scott Bell for, uh, for a while. What are the similarities among autism and other diagnoses? Well, I, I think you look at the underlying mechanisms, and a lot just depends on the age at which they start. So neuroinflammation that we see with autism, it starts early in life. So as we're starting to learn about the whole gut microbiome, that if this is off starting out, you're going to start to have issues much more quickly. And in some of the research, what they're showing is C-sections, interuterine growth retardation, all different types of issues that can come up with uh, pregnancy start to really impact the fetus and then the newborn. And in this newborn period, they're very sensitive to the, the flora that's there. And if they don't have the right ones, then the bad flora start to grow and they start to, to create this cycle of increasing inflammation in every system in the body. You talked about um, the the fetal period. Um, what about the neonatal period? Or are there any things that should be avoided even after a vaginal delivery um, that need to be avoided in order not to skew the immune system or the gut? Well, the big exposures are heavy metals. Uh, there's a bunch of toxins that really start to affect the newborn much more quickly and they're more sensitive because their immune systems aren't intact yet. And they tend, they're having turnover in what are the enterocytes, which are the cells in the intestine. And if that process gets delayed, then they're much more sensitive to toxins that come into their body because they can penetrate straight into the bloodstream and go everywhere. So they can be like heavy metals, mercury, aluminum, all of those. They can go straight to the brain. And I know that Robert Scott Bell has a uh, special interest in the gut. And uh, Dr. Hicks, I I was going to ask you a question about timing uh, insofar as when a disease mechanism hits an individual neurologically, but you scooped me. So when we come back from, and answered that already, so when we come back from break, we're going to be talking to Robert Scott Bell, who gave a rockin' keynote addressing the socio-political factors that have affected citizens' rights to empowerment over their own health. So I would like to uh, ask listeners, don't move. Don't move from your radio and don't move from your state. You can get CBD oil shipped right to your door. Hemp Meds PX CBD Rich Hemp Oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. I'm going to give you the June 20% off Hemp Meds discount code exclusive to this radio program. The 20% discount code is A1Radio6, the numeral 6, A numeral 1, radio numeral 6. It will be updated each month, so if you're listening to this archive in July, please check a current July show for the July discount code, and please visit www.hempmedspx.com 
We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Holy hormones, honey. Every week, this groundbreaking radio show brings you insight about hormone fluctuations, addressing the core biological issues that cause mood disorders, and offers a general support center for women everywhere at any stage in their lives. Host Leslie Carol Botha has the passion and drive to help you make informed decisions about your well-being and reclaim your life. Holy Hormones, Honey, sponsored by True Hope Incorporated, the leaders in brain health, is broadcast live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Dr. John Hicks and Robert Scott Bell recapping the Chicago Cannabis Conference. And before the break, I informed listeners, Robert, that you gave a rockin' keynote address at the Chicago Cannabis Conference, and you talked about the sociopolitical factors that have affected citizens' rights to empowerment over their own health. So, Robert, why are Americans so sick? And what forces and historical events locked up their power to heal? Yeah, it's a big question, and it's part of my mission to, you know, revisit these historical facts that have been either uh, erased from history, the uh, the awareness of the American people, or or rewritten in such a way that they have a a skewed perspective on what actually happened. And it's fascinating when when you talk about origination points as a healer, and I know Dr. Hicks appreciates that, we always try to target the true cause or the fuel to a fire and remove it as opposed to just managing symptoms. And what we've been doing in healthcare in America for 100 years now is moving toward that totalitarian management of symptoms with substances that create 10 to more 50 or more other symptoms or diseases. And this is not, this has not happened by accident. And that's, you know, part of the message, what I wanted to share with the folks there at the Chicago Cannabis Conference and what I do on my show and, and other media outlets, uh, the history of medicine in America going back uh, uh, to 1910, it, it took a turn for what I would perceive to be the worst because of the Flexner Report, the preordained commission report by the Carnegie and Rockefeller Foundations, who had a lot to gain if they can gain access to the control of the curricula of medical schools. And there was an emerging field of what they call patent-based petrochemical medicines at that time, and it could be very profitable, but only if the competition, which was perceived to be 
homeopathic medicine, herbal medicine, eclectic medicine, uh, even uh, naturopathic medicine, even chiropractic medicine. We can call those things medicine. Uh, you know, literally, how could we um, eliminate them from the marketplace? So this ordained commission report was uh, established to write the curricula and to, and to basically provide funding to only the medical schools that would follow these guidelines to direct these physicians now from utilizing the tools of nature or the natural world to embracing these petrochemical patent medicines. And that happened, again, in, when it was published in 1910. It still took about 30 or 40 years before it was almost uh, all the competition was almost completely lost from anywhere in America except for small little underground pockets of homeopaths or otherwise uh, because there were homeopathic medical schools, naturopathic, uh, eclectic uh, herbal medicine schools as well at the time, and then that was wiped out during the 20th century. Uh, and in a similar way, they did to cannabis, the plant, the hemp plant, in, whether it be from an industrial use or medicinal, what they called marijuana, giving it a slang term that it never had before, a derogatory term, to kind of convince the public that somehow this plant that had been used for thousands of years of recorded history, even mentioned biblically, uh, for a lot of things, in fact, you know, 25,000 plus uses, many of which can be helpful to uh, the human and animal health, uh, they convinced everyone that it was a demonic plant of some kind. And in this way, by controlling the media, by controlling the messaging, they were able to eliminate competition, for instance, to the William Randolph Hearst newspaper empire and his millions of acres of forest to convert that into pulp into paper, which hemp could do at uh, ex uh, exponentially more efficient manners with a renewable source, uh, the hemp plant. So there's a lot of things that happened in the last century that led us down this path of, I would call, uh, the medical dark ages that have, uh, that have returned. And one day we'll look back and say, oh my gosh, how are we duped so badly? But I think the reemergence of cannabis will help us get out of this dark age and move back into the light of healing with botanical medicine. And, you know, Robert, it's really ironic. Uh, you're calling it the medical dark ages, but uh, the powers that be would have us believe that this is the most advanced, enlightened uh, medical age. Yes, it is, but it's, it's based on technology. It's, it's based on the abandonment of spirit, part of what I discussed in my keynote, and I didn't plan on this, but it, it, it was an important distinction to make uh, because we don't throw out allopathic medicine altogether. I don't even as a homeopath, uh, you know, where it excels, of course, in emergency trauma medicine. It's extraordinary. Uh, but the reality is when they apply uh, certain thought forms, it is materialistic reductionism to the human spirit, soul, the body, mind, spirit, and the, the connection that's so important for life itself, and they disconnect any one of those factors, and in particular, as allopathic medicine really focuses pretty much exclusively on mechanics and chemistry, uh, they have abandoned the spirit, the, that life force, that vital force that really makes life life itself, and by doing so, they have diminished uh, their ability to help folks in a real way outside, as I said, of putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. Uh, so it's an important distinction to make, and it's not often communicated, I don't believe, uh, in a way that helps uh, the physicians as well to see that if they are unhappy with their practice of medicine, one of the main reasons why they are unhappy, because you cannot disconnect the life force itself from everything that you do, or else uh, you will develop some form of depression, which is very prevalent within the medical field. Excellent points, and I think that Dr. Hicks will have some thoughts on this in a little bit. Um, Robert, 
was the suppression of homeopathic, osteopathic, and herbal medicine, were those stories similar? Yeah, the attack was broad-based. Homeopathy was the main target, for instance, even back in the 1800s with, with the dawning of the American Medical Association, which I understand now may only have about 15% of all physicians as members, so it shows you the declining influence of that uh, allopathic thought form in isolation to that broader perspective on healing that we share, and Dr. Hicks, I know, talking with him many times on the show and in person, uh, would share. Uh, but the attacks on all of these other forms of medicine that encompass more of a holistic viewpoint that include body, mind, spirit, uh, was necessary in order to implement a monopoly of pat- patent petrochemicals. Otherwise, it would be an absurdist notion for anybody to say that all we are is a lump of chemicals, and if we could just manipulate them, all would be well, ignoring the fact that we are being poisoned by heavy metals consistently, uh, not only from environmental uh, degradation, but even in a syringe via a vaccination uh, that contains, if not mercury, then aluminum and other things that you wouldn't drink knowingly. Uh, so it's an important uh, part of that history that I try to bring out as often as possible. Robert, how do the major underlying physical conditions, for example, inflammation, uh, that are making Americans so sick relate to what Dr. Hicks was talking about, and how important do you think gut health is? Yeah, the inflammation is everything. As I say, I always want to focus on the source of the inflammation. There are many different fuels for the fire of inflammation, primary among them in the autism spectrum are heavy metals and mercury. And, you know, nothing that we would do would ignore that, even though we would find strategies to manage and reduce that inflammation and rebalance the system. For instance, with the use of uh, cannabidiol, the CBD, uh, from the industrial hemp plant that is available in all 50 states. Um, it is so important to, uh, let's say, focus on the detoxification of all of those inflammatory components or elements, uh, whether they be normal metabolic waste, which would be much simpler to deal with, or as we see more prevalently now, environmental toxins and other wastes of uh, products of, for instance, the genetic engineering, genetically modification, genetic modification of food, for instance. Uh, but we definitely agree that there are strategies and there are substances that can assist us with that that do not add to the toxic burden of the body. Because if you utilize, for instance, um, uh, anti-inflammatories within the patent uh, medicine categories, uh, you're talking about forcefully stopping certain uh, inflammatory cascades, but the collateral damage of that uh, forceful stopping, for instance, with NSAIDs or even steroidal medications is liver toxicity, more gastrointestinal inflammation and damage ultimately, and more dysbiosis as you corrupt the very environment we should be looking to heal, which is a big part of why I lecture on on strategies, either homeopathic or the utilization of things like silver hydrosol and aloe and CBD to restore integrity to that environment and terrain that's so necessary to host, to be a good host for all the microflora that are critically necessary for all life to occur from immunity, immune function, digestion, uh, development of neurotransmitters, the endocrine balance, etc. And, you know, Dr. Hicks knows all so well as well. It only makes sense. So, Robert, could you please share some of your own personal history and that of your wife and how both of you have been helped? Well, we have, uh, you know, a long history, my wife and I, similar backgrounds of being uh, damaged, I would say, and that's not uh, an overstatement, by modern medicine raised uh, pharmaceutically. Uh, she was a civilian military brat as they were, they were vaccinated and over-vaccinated overseas as she went around the world. I had some uh, issues uh, in, in childhood with the, the smallpox vaccine in my own history, but I had every allergy known to man, respiratory, musculoskeletal inflammatory conditions, 
and it's just a short list of things that I suffered with. Um, the detox that I started many years ago as I learned to be a homeopath uh, helped me, and when I met my wife to be, helped her tremendously to move, remove all the medications for the most part. But uh, more interesting and more recently to our discussion uh, is within the last couple of years, a little over that, my wife had some dental extractions and there was some damage to her nerve system, her nerves. There was a trigeminal neuralgia that manifested, and this is known as a suicide-type pain because it's so unrelenting and it just, it, you just can't escape it. And we had tried everything within my uh, knowledge within homeopathy and herbal medicine and, and essential fats, and we had varying levels of success, but minimal. And then we even resorted to things I would never normally do so, but when you see someone in pain, you say, okay, there's allopathic medicine. We used the narcotics prescribed by a, a medical physician, and it hardly took the edge off of it. And we were in, in real desperate straits, not knowing where to turn when a friend introduced me to the concept of the endocannabinoid system and the fact that, that now that we had access to this CBD or cannabidiol and we were able to access that through, through the, wonder, the wonderful folks at uh, Hemp Meds, Hemp Meds PX, and, and uh, began to integrate this into her ingestion and local application within the area of the trigeminal neuralgia. And within 24 hours, she had tremendous relief and over the, the course of the next days uh, had almost complete cessation and has since then utilized it on a daily basis and now also instead of just a concentrated kind of a paste-like substance, also now in an encapsulated form, it is transforming her and we've gotten her life back by the use of the CBD. So I'm ex ex eternally grateful to this plant and those who have brought it back out. That is wonderful. And I'm going to share with listeners, Robert, um, a, um, a comment here on Facebook uh, that I'm looking at from uh, a mom who was at the Autism One 2014 uh, conference, and she says, learned so much about cannabinoids this year that I have entire family on CBD. See a difference already. So we want to thank that mom for uh, that comment there on Facebook. And we're going to take a brief break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. But don't move. Don't move from your radio and don't move from your state. You can get CBD oil shipped right to your door. Hemp Meds PX CBD Rich Hemp Oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. I am going to give you the June 20% off Hemp Meds discount code, which is exclusive to this radio program, and that is A1 Radio 6. It'll be updated each month. So if you're listening to this show in July, please check a current July show and please visit w.hempmedspx.com. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Every weekend, take some time out of your schedule for new reflections featuring Dr. Adam Rubenstein. It's a show about all things aesthetic. 
from skin care to plastic surgery, health and beauty. You'll learn about the aesthetic products and procedures to embrace or avoid. Each show will feature live, virtual, interactive consultations that you'll be able to follow along with and featured guests from the world of beauty and aesthetics. Listen Saturdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, for new reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with renowned radio host Robert Scott Bell and Dr. John Hicks, both of whom spoke at the Chicago Cannabis Conference this past weekend, which was presented by the nonprofit organization My Compassion and Dr. Hicks. In the last segment, Robert was talking about uh, medical schools and how the uh, curricula were controlled at medical schools. And what do you think about that? How does that relate to your experience going through medical school? Well, what Essentially, what you learn in medical school is a lot of anatomy, which you you need. And then the next thing you really learn is medications and symptoms you treat with those medications. And the pharmacology piece was probably the one piece that went every year for all four years. And especially once you get out of the classroom, you know, you had classes on pharmacology and diagnosis and symptoms and diseases and but what you really learn is not not about <clears throat> what is it you look at in this disease to help clear this disease <clears throat> but what you learn is how these are the symptoms here's what I can use to treat these symptoms so you're really learning band-aids of how to treat symptoms but not really how to look at problems and even ask the question what is the root cause of this? You know, it's like, okay, your your pancreas is off. This is off. That's off. But how how do you really then start to look at, well, how can I help this? If that's sort of where the problem is, what's making that the problem? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not sure they were just Band-Aids, but also blunder buses be, uh, because... The Band-Aid, okay, my pancreas is fine now, but my liver is going to fall out. How much was studied about iatrogenic illness or um, illnesses that are caused by medical? Yeah, you you never talked about that. And when studies would come out and talk about iatrogenic deaths in hospitals and all of this, it's just astounding the number of deaths that happen because of mistakes, because of meds used when they... You know, it, it, it's just sort of scary. Robert was also talking, Dr. Hicks, about the energetic uh, piece. He talked about that in his uh, lecture over at the Chicago Cannabis Conference, and I know that you are also interested in the energetic component. Can you tell us about that, please? Well, 
I, I think the whole thing to really understand is that our body is energy and that everything that happens is energy-based. So as problems start to occur in your body, it's from a shift in energy. And then the escalation of that is from the change in the energy. And you literally, that energetic pieces can change your DNA. They can, cells, they all of our cells replicate and, you know, make new ones. But if you, if you have that energetic signature of a problem, it's going to be passed on to the new cells. So instead of getting new cells that are normal and healthy and happy, you're going to get new cells that are already predisposed to what's going on with you. So energy is huge, and really working to control that and help that is really a big piece of the healing, I think. Golly, you make them sound like GMO cells that have been pre-programmed to be unhappy. Well, so. it, it's, it is sort of that way because if you look at the new work that's out uh, on the epigenome, which is what controls our DNA, what they've shown is that, and Dr. Bruce Lipton's one of the big ones who's sort of heading that up, is that your thoughts and what you believe and your environment and your food and all of that changes your epigenome and your epigenome turns genes on and off. So literally, you have the power to turn on good genes and turn off bad genes. So now, so, I mean, th- this is where we are at this point in time. Right. Let's get back to happy cells. Um, okay. We've been talking about CBD or cannabidiol. And can you tell us, Dr. Hicks, how much published science there is to substantiate this and what it says? Well, there's just hundreds of thousands of articles and research that's been done on cannabidiol and uh, the whole endocannabinoid system. Most of this research hasn't been in the United States because since marijuana is illegal, you can't really do any experiments with it. So what's sort of happened is some of the drug companies have made chemical compounds that mimic like CBD or mimic the THC. So those are some of the things that the, the people that are doing research in this country are using. The issue with that is that it doesn't really act the same as the natural compound from the plant. So that's why when you look at the industrial hemp oil with high CBD, you're getting that directly from the plant. So it has all the properties that you want it to have so that it can work. And what it's showing when you look at the research that's out there, uh, CBD has been shown to stop tumors. You can use it to treat cancers. It turns off genes for metastasis of cancers. Uh, it's, it's been used for inflammation and pain and uh, neuroprotection and it just the list goes on and on of what the potentials are for cannabidiol or CBD. I mean, it's just amazing to me that this is something that's been swept under the rug and sort of kept hidden. And, you know, as I've learned this, I've not gotten this from much of the medical research, but it's really in the scientific community outside of medicine where you're really starting to see this 
be evolving and seeing this whole system. And what was interesting to me is on the medical panel, one of the physicians that was there was a neurosurgeon. He's really just learning about this whole system now. And he is amazed that, you know, the one really aggressive brain tumor, the gliomas that there is no treatment for or cure for, cannabidiol, CBD has been shown to kill it. Wow. So, I mean, you're really looking, and these these are all research-based studies that are showing this. So it's really sort of amazing. And is neuroprotection relevant in the arena of autism as well? Well, for sure, because that's one of the big issues that's going on is damage to the the dendritic cells, damage in all different cells of the brain, and what's happening is the CBD can protect the oligodendrocytes, which are the cells that produce myelin. It stimulates myelin production. I mean, you just start going down this list, and then it, like if you're having a stroke and you, you get CBD, it literally can decrease the amount of tissue that's damaged from that the stroke and the inflammation and the aftermath, and it literally can stop that in its tracks. So when you start looking at what are the potentials of this, it's sort of amazing. And it would be relevant to epilepsy as well? Oh, definitely. When you look at the research for, for seizures, there's about 11 different mechanisms by which CBD can help control seizures. And what it's doing actually is modulating or modifying the excitability of the neurons so they're less excitable and less likely to fire. So you can really decrease that that whole thing with seizures. And at the uh, Autism One lecture, we went over a bunch of these things to really see, you know, it, it's sort of amazing that this is something you know, without the side effects because it isn't psychotropic and it's available everywhere thanks to uh, industrial-grade hemp CBD by Hemp Meds PX. This can now be used anywhere in the States, and it, it's amazing. So uh, I, I think the, the potential is really good and great, and what I'm hoping is that now that this is available and this is becoming more known, that there's going to be more and more research done on the CBD itself in this country, and we start to look at what else is going on, because, you know, you look at Italy and Spain, and even Brazil, where marijuana is illegal, they still allow the research, so these scientists have been looking and figuring out the exact mechanisms of how this is doing what it's doing. So it, it's really an exciting time for me to be learning about this. Excellent. And Robert, at the Chicago Cannabis Conference, there were also advocacy talks. And now that we have this wonderful option, there are, however, some grave concerns about what may happen with this wonderful option uh, unless advocates are vigilant. What do you think about that? Yes, I think the thing is that the time for silence is not now. I mean, there was concern, of course, for those who spoke out when they were the, the you know in isolation, underground operating about this, for instance, the plant uh, and the healing of the plant. 
there's a major shift taking place, and it's a, it's a it's a groundswell from a grassroots level that is overwhelming the authoritarians in our culture uh, to to limit anymore the knowledge and awareness of this, much less uh, restrict access to it. It's only a matter of time before this is you know all of the restrictions on the use of this plant based. Uh, 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 CBD uh, and even other aspects of the plant, including THC and other cannabinoids, uh, it's it's a time for speaking out. It's a time to get very vocal. Uh, as we heard from many of the moms that were there, we call them the canna moms or even canna dads that are sharing the experience with the the, the profound uh, healing interaction with uh, the CBD in particular uh, in cases of childhood cancer, leukemia, uh, seizure disorders. Of course, we know of its use for anxiety the assistance in, in helping people to overcome PTSD-like uh, scenarios. Uh, so for me, the vigilance is very important, but we uh, perhaps have to look at our uh, power structures as they've been set up in our culture, governmental and otherwise, regulators and otherwise, from a different perspective. We, have stopped, we must stop putting ourselves in subservient positions to those who are supposed to be serving us. Now, on one level, that sounds good, but on another level, people will then say, well, what do you mean by that practically? And I mean that, much like in a Bruce Lipton sense, you change your belief and the world changes along with that belief, uh, that you begin to live differently because you perceive the world differently and it changes accordingly. It's not a violent movement, although certainly we could be uh, stimulated to outrage and anger and righteous ind- indignation over the suppression of information and access, for instance, to the plants that can actually bring healing to the bodies that are so desperately in need, especially the children. Uh, but we must now perceive the world differently, no longer grant these people in government and regulation uh, the authority to run roughshod over our birthright in healing. And, you know, that calls into question many of what we call our societal norms. I even mentioned the issue of licensure, and one woman during my speech uh, asked me about, you know, how do I say what I say, you know, uh, you know as a homeopath, and I'm not licensed. And I said, even if they would offer me a license, I wouldn't accept it because then I would be ruled over by a bunch of uh, medical myrmidons that don't have any insight into the things that actually bring healing. And we see the attacks on physicians even today who are in that structure who are desperately trying to break free from the limitations of the license. We were sold of this concept that it would protect the public from charlatans, but the reality is it protects the charlatans from the public. And I'm not here to say that every doctor that's licensed is a charlatan. That's not what I mean at all, because there are good folks that are doing their level best, but they have to overcome so much to stand up uh, against the violence visited upon them for simply doing something outside of the petrochemical norm. So we, ha- we must look at healers differently. We must become healers as well, and we must recognize that our birthright is in healing, and the government, by and large, has no place in restricting our access to knowledge and substance, much less the energies that would bring about this healing transformation in those who so desperately need it. And, uh, Robert, before we go on break, um, are you speaking to how Americans can protect access to all of the strains in a plan and also ensure purity? Yes, I mean, that's important. I'm not one that that would restrict somebody from growing their own plant because, oh, we don't know the purity of it. I I am very much in defense of the ability to grow a plant. That's, I think, a God-given right. Uh, however, in accessing the products as a physician, as Dr. Hicks is, and as I do in homeopathy, 
Uh, we also want to know that we have a reliable, clean form of any of these things that we're going to use to assist those who come to us for help. Uh, so it isn't meaning that I don't uh, concern myself with oversight and things along those lines. Uh, but I think that uh, we have lost sight of the fact that uh, a large centralized bureaucracy is actually tending toward corruption much easier for those interests that want to limit our access to this and that would eliminate the competition. So I like the movement, the awareness, for instance, from a, a political context within the Constitution, the first 10 uh, amendments were known as the Bill of Rights. They didn't grant rights to the people. They more or less restricted the government from infringing upon those rights, some of which were enumerated, but even uh, recognizing that there was not an exhaustive list in the Bill of Rights, that there are more than there are listed, uh, that the Tenth Amendment is interesting because this is where we see the movement uh, toward decriminalization or full legalization to what I th say is a lawful state for this plant via the state's rights context. That is, powers not specifically enumerated or granted to the federal government belong to the states or the people respectively. And that's how we see 22 or 23 states now have the so-called violated federal restrictions or prohibitions against the plant, the cannabis plant in all of its forms. And uh, we are seeing success where all of the begging, pleading, cajoling, and even money thrown into Washington, D.C. Has, has basically fallen in, in levels of failure that is embarrassing because they use that against us, yet on the state and local level, we actually have much more control and even maybe appropriate regulation of these substances to protect the folks that are concerned of any uh, potential dangers. Thank you, Robert. And um, before we go to a break, uh, Dr. Hicks was referencing studies, and he mentioned um, Italy. So I just want to mention the names of a couple of studies that listeners can look up. These are recent studies. This one from 2014 in the Journal of Neuroinflammation, and um, that is by uh, Dario uh, Siniscalco and Dr. Uh, James Jeffrey Bradstreet. It's called The In Vitro GCMAF Effects on Endocannabinoid System Transcriptonomics, Receptor Formation and Cell Activity of Autism-Derived Macrophages. And from 2013 in the Journal of Autism and Developmental Disorders, cannabinoid receptor type 2 but not type 1 is upregulated in peripheral blood mononuclear cells of children affected by autistic disorders. Um, and that is also by Bradstreet uh, and colleagues, in, including uh, Sinalsico and Antonucci. And if you didn't catch those names, just feel free to email me at taranga at autism1.org. We are going to take a brief break, but again, don't move. Don't move from your radio. Don't move from your state. You can get CBD oil shipped right to your door. Hemp Meds PX CBD Rich Hemp Oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. The June 20% off Hemp Meds discount code is A1Radio6. And please visit www.hempmedspx.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you or someone you love struggle with Alzheimer's disease or some other disorder? Many times, 
There is not an adequate support forum where you can learn from and discuss topics from top guest experts. Tune in to Neuromatters, the brink of Alzheimer's with Dr. Sam Brinkman. Although thought of as a disease that affects only older individuals, increasingly symptoms are being found in people who are in their 40s and 50s. Get the answers. Neuromatters airs live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Dr. John Hicks and Robert Scott Bell. And Robert, Dr. Hicks turned out the power to turn genes on and off. And why don't you tell us about your book, Unlock the Power to Heal, and how listeners can access that. Yeah, well, it's very much similar in, in tone and message in, in bringing that power to heal back to the people where I believe it belongs. And we go through some of the history. Tom Bollinger, my co-author and dear friend, uh, put this together to make it as simple as possible in a broad-based way to address, all right, where have we gone wrong? What are the historical missing points for people to get them up to speed? We go through a broad understanding of the basic uh, use of vitamins, minerals, trace minerals, enzymes, fats, etc., and describe a little bit more about you know what has created disease and how we can uncreate it or outcreate it, if you will, uh, by doing things appropriately. And for me, I think one of the most important things I was able to reveal in the book for the first time was more details about a protocol I'd work with many physicians on for accelerating gut integrity recovery. That is the inflammation that is so rampant. And it doesn't uh, uh, disregard the fact that we need, as, as I said before, to remove the fuel for the fire, whether it be mercury or other heavy metals. But in terms of accelerated epithelial integrity recovery to break the cycle of leaky gut, colitis, Crohn's, irritable bowel, leaky gut syndrome, etc., cetera, uh, working with the silver aloe protocol. And we even have a chapter on what we call cannabis cures, heavenly hemp, and, and medical marijuana. And I think the more I'm learning, in fact, I know this is fact, and, and Dr. Hicks has been instrumental as we've talked as well, the more I'm learning about CBD and its, and its place in healing the gut and reducing inflammation, uh, that, that protocol that I've had such success with in accelerating that gut recovery, uh, I uh, believe that now with the CBD, we're going to be able to cut down the times, or if I should say this, reduce the times for healing and recovery uh, down to weeks uh, from months and even years in many cases. So uh, very exciting information and Unlock the Power to Heal, and I appreciate you letting me let the, let the world know about it. I think it's an important basic but a comprehensive uh, book to help people understand where they can go for healing and really taking that power back to their own families. Wow, thank you for sharing that information. And to let listeners know, on the Autism One website, www.autismone, that's A-U-T-I-S-M-O-N-E, .org, autismone.org, we do have the uh, videos posted for free from Dr. John Hicks, Robert Scott Bell, Dr. James Jeffrey Bradstreet, and Nathan Coombs and 
Rhonda Morris, which relate to things that you've been hearing about. Robert, you have a show, the Robert Scott Bell Show on Natural News Radio. Yeah, six days a week uh, going, on, let's see, 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 on Pacific time. So we'll be on to this afternoon as well. Uh, it's Monday through Friday. Sunday's uh, 1 to 3 Eastern, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific. And uh, we do broadcast healing in all realms of, of healing from physiological, emotional, uh, mental, uh, even economic, political healing, and spiritual, of course. We've got to integrate it all if we're really going to be truly holistic healers. And uh, it's engaging, it's informative, it's enraging, it's fun, it's funny. We have a good time each day. And uh, Dr. Hicks, and, and we've had you on as well, and we continue to cover things that the, the old broadcast media is loath to cover in this way. Dr. Hicks, take-home messages to parents. Well, I, I think the biggest take-home message is this is available. You can use the CBD in all 50 states, and it's Hemp Meds PX that is the producer and provider of this. And I think as you look and look at the research on CBD, it's a preventative as well as a treatment. So taking this as a preventative to prevent issues from happening is a good idea. So to, for me, I think the take-home message is this is available everywhere and it's good for everyone. Excellent, excellent. Well, gentlemen, thank you for being with us today to talk about the Chicago Cannabis Conference, which was presented by the nonprofit organization My Compassion, which can be found at mycompassion.org, as well as the other topics that we covered. Thank you very much to this show's sponsor, Hemp Meds PX. My guests next week include Heidi Parikh of My Compassion and Talia Michelle of Mama, Mothers Advocating Medical Marijuana for Autism. And to our listeners, Thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.